Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome back to the Not So Nerdy Podcast. This is issue number five, your weekly source for all things comics. I'm your host, Owen, and today we are covering the week of August, October, sorry, 6th through the 12th. So just like always, I'm going to give you guys a weekly summary of the news, everything that happened this week. I'm going to talk about some stuff today. I'm going to be talking about mainly about uh, the Batwoman premiere episode and the Flash premiere episode. Um, and then following that, I'm going to give you what comics are coming out next week, which will be October 16th. And then I will close out the show. So let's jump right into it. So to start off the week, uh, Amy Pascal, the producer of some of the Spider-Man movies, um, works for Sony, teased that the Sinister Six could possibly be in uh, future Spider-Man movies. The direct quote that she said was, these villains we now have in our universe happen to be characters that are in the Sinister Six. So essentially what she's saying is, yeah, these villains are in our universe and we have plans for these characters and they just so happen to be in the Sinister Six. So... Definitely a tease there. Definitely really excited from that. Obviously, that's, you know, just because this is simply it's just a quote now from her, something that she's teasing. It's definitely going to be a far ways away or a couple years, but does kind of tease it. I'm very excited for that. Uh, so that was just something a little small. Uh, Iron Man 2020 has been announced by Marvel. Uh, so this is a comic book coming out. The series actually began way back in 1984. Um, and in the series, it's the year 2020. Arno Stark is Iron Man, um, so in it with the year 2020, 2020 coming up, Marvel will be re-releasing the the series. Uh, I believe it's a new series, might be a reboot. I'm not sure if it's a limited series or if it'll be continue, uh, just like a regular series. Um, but again, Arno Stark will be Iron Man, and it's just going to tell a different story about Iron Man. So that's pretty cool. I'll definitely be reading that. Uh, our third piece of news: Joker. It's opening weekend nearly beat dark phoenix's run at the entire box office uh so this is actually pretty funny um this movie has been a hit so far people have loved it people think that joaquin phoenix is you know one of the best jokers we've ever seen outside of heath ledger you know so the numbers actually got some numbers here too um so joker on its opening weekend made $96.2 million domestically and $248.4 million internationally. So that was its opening weekend. It made that much. X-Men Dark Phoenix, over its entire box office run, made $252 million worldwide midway through August. Now, I can't remember off the top of my head when that movie was released, um, but this just goes to show that when you know you put you put together a story that is people really care about the character and really care about the story, you know, it's going to be a good movie and it's going to do well in the box office. And I think this is, this is a perfect example of it. And I think, you know, Fox was pumping out these X-Men movies and everything. And I think with the whole merger with Disney kind of threw it off a bit. So sure, you can put some things in there for Dark Phoenix's battle too. But I think this just goes to show that the X-Men titles are, are kind of dry at this point. I mean, they got to do something different. And I know that they will because Marvel now has control of them and they're going to bring them in, you know, phase five, maybe a little bit later in the 2020s. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. I thought it was pretty funny that this big scale movie with the X-Men and everything was shown up in the first weekend by a man, by a movie about one man. So I just thought that was pretty cool. Um, Going on to our next bit of news, in the recent comics, we saw Miles Morales infect himself with the Carnage symbiote. Uh, he did this in the hopes of leading, of being able to find Carnage himself. 
so this was in the final issue of, of Miles' tie-in to the Absolute Carnage event. What I'm thinking is that since this story was, this is the ending of his, like, solo tie-in, he's going to come in in the second to last or last issue of the Absolute Carnage main event. Um, so we'll probably see him in some sort of fashion come together with Peter, you know, they'll fight uh, Carnage in some sort of way. But yeah, he did. He was infected by the symbiote. And he was running around killing people, uh, hurting people. He was trying to fight the symbiote. And then he was able to break free, but he realized he needed, what he realized essentially was he needed to stop Carnage or he needed to help stop Carnage, but he didn't know where he was. And the whole, um, the whole point of him putting, uh, allowing the symbiote to infect himself again was so that he could find his way back to Carnage. He needed to know where he was and he needed to be sort of attached to his hive mind. Um, so he, so he did that, but the, he is in control of the symbiote. I should put that in. I should, uh, mention that he's in control because the final page says, you know, my body is not mine anymore. Something like something along the lines of like, my body is not mine anymore, but my mind is, my mind is the same. So he's still in control. He's using this piece of the symbiote to get back to carnage and hopefully he'll come in with, if, within the final issue of absolute carnage. Um, so I'm excited for that to see how that wrap, wraps up. Uh, short little announcement here. The Harley Quinn animated series was given a release date of November 29th. So that'll come out around the final days of November. So I'm excited to watch that. I'm definitely going to give it a, a shot with watching it. Um, DC announced the other day that they will be releasing, quote unquote, an ultimate timeline uh, that essentially organizes all their stories and sets up kind of generations for their heroes and villains and stuff like that and their storytelling. Um, what I mean by generations was, what I mean by generations is there's been rumors going on that that Superman and Batman are going to be replaced soon by some other people. Um, Superman would be John Kent, his son. Uh, Batman, I'm not entirely sure yet. I've been hurt hearing rumblings of like Luke Fox coming in and kind of replacing him. Uh, and what they essentially are doing is just organizing all these timelines so that way readers can distinguish what generation these heroes are from and, and what kind of stories that they expect to come with these heroes. So Wonder Woman was actually marked as the beginning of Generation 1 heroes. I'm not sure who else is in there with her, but the start of Generation 2 was given to Superman. So that, I believe with that comes, you know, like Batman, Superman, Flash, stuff like heroes that we're all very familiar with. Um, so I think that that's how they're going to be doing it. Uh, I like this idea, actually. I like that DC is doing this. It kind of gives... Uh, an organization to everything that's their main goal with it is to make everything organized for the readers and make it easier for the readers to kind of jump in and start reading comics um, they want to attract as many people as possible so this is a great way to do it um but i'm excited to see if the if the rumblings are true about superman and batman being replaced or, or being taken over by like a legacy type character um i'm all for that i, I like to see characters grow and everything and change and see different stories that change so i'm definitely excited for that um if you guys have been reading the magnificent miss marvel series uh recently miss marvel was shipped off to an alien planet where she's kind of following a similar story to spider-man's uh the alien costume story uh so obviously that story if you guys don't know spider-man during uh secret wars found this machine that gave him the black suit he thought it was a suit at first but it started you know using him when he was sleeping and it made him more angry and everything and 
Ms. Marvel is kind of following the same sort of storyline right now. It's kind of like a homage to this uh, to the symbiote story. So she was shipped off to a, a planet, and there she finds a Kree nanotech suit worn by somebody else before her, and she puts it on, and it, it at first nothing's wrong. Um, she loves it. She says, "Oh, I've been thinking about a costume change anyway." Um, but we soon learn that the suit is feeding off of her biological energy. So it's kind of eating away at her. And it's also making her more angry. And it does increase her powers too. Um, in the most recent issue, number eight, she actually tried to kill one of her enemies. And one of her friends is with her and says, stop, you're killing him. And she says, I, I can't. It's The suit is doing this. It's increasing my power. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so she's kind of getting suspicious of it now. Obviously, I think in issue nine, we'll get more... Uh, we'll get more details on it, how it works, what it, what it's going to be doing, and if she'll get rid of it. She did have Tony Stark look at it and kind of like scan it because it is nanotechnology, and he said there was nothing wrong with it. So it's definitely a homage to the symbiote story in the first place, but it's I think it's kind of taking its own twist on it, which will be good. Um, and at first I thought it was just like a coincidence that maybe they were doing this, but one of the issues of her run is a direct homage to Secret Wars number 8 where... Uh, Spider-Man does get the costume, so it definitely was on purpose that they're doing the story. There it definitely is some part of, you know, a connection there. It'd be pretty funny if Spider-Man actually popped up and, you know, kind of explained how he went through, through a similar thing. Alright, so that's kind of a summary of the week for you guys. Um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to talk about the Batwoman premiere and the Flash premiere. So with the shows, with these shows starting up again, um, I'm definitely going to talk a little bit about uh, these shows during each weekly episode. If something big happens, then I'll definitely talk about it some more, but it won't be the same thing every week where you guys are just listening to me talk about the show the whole time. Um, I'm just doing it now because they, they have their premieres. Um, but then after that, I'll give, you know, a short little, short little opinion on it. And then, but unless something like major happens, then, uh, then I'll really talk about it. Uh, this is also a spoiler warning. I'm going to not hold anything back. I'm going to talk about everything. So if you haven't watched Batwoman or The Flash yet, both season premieres. Stop her here listening. Come back later after you watch the show. So what I'm going to do with this, I'm going to tell you what I liked about the episode, what I didn't like, and what I would like to see, possibly throughout the season, or what I would like to see in the next coming episodes. And I'll go into Batwoman first, because that premiered before The Flash. So, I just in general, um, the show is it's a, it's a general pilot episode. It sets up why... Kate Kane is the way she is, why she becomes Batwoman, why she decides to do this. Um, but I thought it was a really good setup episode. I, I liked that um, it it shows enough of Kate's backstory that you're not that you get a feeling for who she is as a person, but it's not overabundant. So it's not like you're not being told a present day story, which it, it does balance both things very well. Um. What I like too is definitely the the discovery of Bruce Wayne being Batman. Um, Kate Kane in the comics is cousins with Batman. She's still cousins with Batman in the show, but she doesn't know that Bruce is is Batman. But halfway through the episode, she discovers it, and I think it's it's really cool because there's a, a flashback scene where Batman could have saved Kate, her friend Beth, and her mom, um, her friend or sister. I can't remember. Um, and he doesn't. She actually Kate lives but beth and her mother die 
Um, and she blames Batman her entire life. And now with her discovering that her cousin is Batman, obviously that adds another layer to that blame. And it adds another kind of like tension to it. Um, so I thought that was really good. I think it was handled really well. I also I also really like the relationship already between Kate and Luke Fox. Um, obviously, Luke is like this nerdy kind of guy. He's going to be the tech guy. Um, but I kind of already liked where it was going, how he is very like, no, 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 don't do that. And she's just like, yeah, like shut up, like go away. Um, but it's like a good kind of like, not mean, but it's to the point where it's funny. And I, I definitely really liked it. Um, so big spoiler, at the end of the episode, we find out that the main villain, Alice, is actually Beth, uh, the girl that supposedly died in the car crash with Kate. Um, and I think this was a great reveal. Uh, I really like it. I feel like it's going to be similar to the Oliver Queen and Adrian Chase kind of deal uh, in season five of Arrow, where they both realized who each other were. They both knew about each other's secret identities. Um, and it created this sort of like tension. And it was no matter what, everything at that point became not a game, but both of them, especially Oliver, had to play, had to think about every move he made as a Green Arrow, as himself, and as Mayor as well. Um, so I really like knowing that too. Now, Kate knows that Beth is Alice, um, but Beth does not know that Kate is Batwoman. So I'm wondering right now if they're just going to leave it sit for, let it sit for a couple episodes that, you know, Alice is Beth and Kate knows it and Kate's dealing with it and everything. And then what I'm hoping that they're going to do is they are going to show off some sort of scene where Beth figures out that Kate is Batwoman. And I think that'll create the same kind of tension. Um, and I think it's going to be great. I really liked when Arrow did that in season five, and I think it would work great here. Um, so I'm, ho I'm excited to see where they go with that. The show definitely hooked me onto it. Um, so yeah. So what I would like to see out of the show definitely i want to see like a multi multi-season or maybe this season kind of like arc or story about bruce and his disappearance obviously the show is about batwoman and i think they should keep it centered on that show but you can't introduce this three years ago batman disappeared thing and then not talk about it ever again that's just that would be kind of lazy writing in the way of okay now why is it now that that kate can operate in gotham and not worry about batman i think they need to address that at some point and either bring bruce back and have him say you know you're doing a good job as batwoman like keep it up or not bring him back or do something dramatic you know kind of switch things up a little bit make it maybe maybe kill him off who knows um so i would definitely really like to see that the one thing that I didn't like about the episode, this was probably like the only thing that bugged me about it, um, the reveal, the actual reveal of Beth being Alice, I felt could have been held off a little bit longer. Now, while I do like that they did it, and I like that it could bring the possibility of a tension between kind of Kate and Alice, um, or like a, a personal history there, I do think it could have been held off a little bit longer. Um, we didn't know much about Beth before this reveal. So we didn't really care for her. Honestly, the only scene we got with her was in a car. So obviously they could do more scenes over time uh, throughout the season to talk about her a little bit more, shed a little bit more light on her character. Um, but what I think what really could have benefited the show was holding off that reveal a bit and give it a little bit of a misdirection. Um, kind of, you know, make us think that, oh, 
that person is that person is Alice. There's no way. Um, you know, there's no way that they can they can do that. You know, but then have it be revealed to be Beth. I think that could have been led for a more shocking reveal. Obviously, I'm sure there's something that they're they're planning for it, and that's why they chose to reveal that Alice is Beth in the first episode. Um, but in my personal opinion, I think it could have been great. Just a couple more episodes, maybe the mid-season finale. Just, you know, drop it all, like, drop drop a couple hints here and there. Let people try to figure it out on their own. And, you know, generate a discussion about the show as well. But, obviously, the show hooked me. Uh, I'm going to watch the next episode. I'm going to watch this season, at least, um, just to see what happens and where it could go. So, overall, I thought it was a great episode for a pilot episode. I mean, obviously, you know... You know what to expect when a, a show has a pilot episode. Obviously, it's going to do certain tropes that pilot episodes have. So I'm definitely going to watch the season and see where it goes. Um, all right, so going on from that, now I'm going to talk about the Flash premiere. I'm going to follow the same thing. What I liked about the show, what I want to see from the real sh- from the show, and then what I didn't like. Um, first things first, I'm going to say I absolutely loved, loved this premiere. Um, I thought it was great. I thought the the pacing of it was good. The the jokes were good. The everything about it just seemed very very nice. Um, it, it seemed very well put together. And for some reason, this premiere just felt better than all the all of the episodes in season five. Um, it was much better directed. Eric Wallace, the new showrunner, is doing it, it so far. Obviously, it's his first episode. I'm not gonna, you know, think that this guy is the greatest just because of one episode. But I definitely think that. If he sticks with if the show sticks to the way it's going right now, I think it's gonna be great. Um, things I loved, uh, things I liked about the episode, the queen, the queen section where Barry was running to stop the black hole, oh, awesome. I thought obviously it's a little cheesy, it's gonna be, um, but again, comic books are inherently cheesy, so you kind of have to embrace it and embrace like the quirkiness of comics. And I thought it was handled perfectly. I thought the the overlay of the Flash Gordon theme from Queen was, was was perfect, and I don't think they could have chose a better time to put that in there. Because obviously, we knew there had to be some people who knew that was coming eventually. Um, the fact that they were going to use that song or a joke was going to be made about that. But I think the moment that they chose to use it in, with it being this episode and the situation that they were in, was great. Um, the suit, the suit looks even better during the show. Um, obviously. They kind of rushed it, I felt like, because um, it was just a quick scene where Cisco kind of said, I'll put this thing in your suit, and then he comes back, and it's a whole different new suit, and he says, it's like 20 minutes, not even 20 minutes, like 10 minutes, and he goes, oh, the suit's done. So obviously they rushed it a little bit. I like that they didn't really make a big thing about it. Um, personally, I was hoping just to see the suit from the start of the episode, but we did start out, start out the episode with the season five suit, um, but the suit just looks so nice. It looks so nice in the pictures, and it looks even better on the show. Um, so I, I cannot wait to see more of it. Um, there's one little thing I like, too, in it. Um, obviously, the, the Flash is known for their little hallway chats. Um, it's become like a regular staple in the show. And I love that the show now in itself has called it, like, gave a little shot toward itself. There's a scene where Killer Frost is talking to Caitlin or talking to someone else, and she says, oh, spare me the hallway chat. So the show, the, the the directors and producers of the show are listening to us. You know, they see what we say and they think, you know, obviously they must think that it's funny too if they were going to put that joke in there. So I thought that was a little moment. Again, it, it's a perfect example of the this is the little quirkiness 
and the little quips here and there in the, in the episode I thought were great. Um, so what do I want to, what I want to see from this show? Um, I really, really want to see the actual Godspeed show up, not, not the real one. Um, I know that he was in the last season and it was August Hart and everything, but I felt like that, that he's not the best flash villain. I think he's a very good one. Um, but I think the show didn't do him justice to the character. Um, I mean, he was a very threatening guy in the comics and the show right now is just kind of just tossing him around like a, like a used, like a, just, they're just tossing him around. They're they're doing nothing with him. I would really, really like to see him be brought in to the full effect. Maybe, you know, kind of make it like a two episode arc with, with Godspeed or something. Um, I do think that they are going to do that. As I think Cisco mentioned the Barry that that was about the fourth Godspeed they caught all summer. So they're teasing something with him. He's definitely going to be brought back up again. And I'm hoping it's it's August Hart and he's in the past and he's, you know, they, they rip it straight from the comics. Like the, the, the panels in the comics where Barry's just getting beat up by two Godspeeds would be awesome to see in live action. Um, obviously, Barry's gotten beat up before, but I think this would be something different. Just watching two Godspeeds circle around him and just beating the shit out of him would be great. Um, the one thing I didn't like, uh, Ramsey, the blood work, the main villain of this, this, uh, season, his mother died in this episode. He went to the funeral with Caitlin and everything. And they had a couple moments and stuff. Um, the whole, the one thing I didn't like was the whole, Oh, my mother was a coward thing. Um, he, he says that when she was diagnosed with what she had, um, I can't remember off the top of my head what she did have, um, that she just gave up. She just gave up her life and started checking things off her bucket list, which makes sense. You know, I understand, you know, why she would want to do that and everything, but the way he just played it off and he was so mad about it just didn't make sense to me. That you were so mad that your mother just started, like, doing the things she wanted to do in life instead of fighting, instead of putting herself through rigorous tests and everything. Um, I do think that if we got a little bit more time spent with the character before he was showed up to be this this kind of rude guy um it would have made us care for him more and i think then if they revealed that he hated his mother for dying and stuff that it would have had a little bit more emotional weight for him it would have made us care for him more um so i i think that's the one thing that could have changed um other than that i'm excited to see his character in the comics i know there's been leaked screenshots of uh, on set where it looks like Barry could become the negative Flash this season. Obviously in the comics, in the Rebirth comics, Barry was negative Flash when Bloodwork was around uh, for one story arc. So I think that if they are going to put that in, I would definitely like, really like to see that, especially if they can do a similar like Black Lightning effect like they do with uh, in the comics. Is Lightning would turn black. It came kind of like a demonic looking thing. I would definitely really like to see that. Um, so overall, the episode was great. I'm super excited with what they're doing with the season. Um, obviously, the whole thing with Crisis, they're going to build up to that, and then they're going to go into the, the season itself. The only thing that I am worried about, too, is how they're going to balance the whole Crisis crossover event and then also balance a main villain for the season and kind of keep it on track. If they could pull it off, they could pull it off. I believe that they could if they handled it the right way. But other than that, I thought the episode was great. That's honestly my only two concerns. Is, is Ramsey's, Ramsey's kind of, oh, my mother was a coward, kind of rude vibe was released was revealed a little bit too early to me 
and then the whole crisis stuff, you know, how are they going to balance that with a main villain? Um, so both episodes, again, were great. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to watch Batwoman again. I'm really excited for that. Definitely going to watch The Flash. I've been watching it since the start, so that's a given that I'm going to watch that. Um, but yeah, so this week, this upcoming week, we have Arrow coming out on Tuesday. Um, so I'm, I'm, that's honestly what I'm most excited for. I know uh, I previously used to be most excited for The Flash and everything, and it kind of flip-flopped with how the seasons were going for each show. Uh, but this season, I'm definitely more excited for Arrow, just because it's the last one, and just because they're doing something different now. Um, and it's just, it's not the same Oliver punches thugs and bad guys, and then, you know, people get mad at him. It's something different. It's it's multiverse now. It's the whole crisis thing. And I do like that, I, I believe, this show is leading, or is, is directly going to be influenced by, you know, crisis. And I think that that's great. I think having one dedicated season to a show or, or or one show in general dedicated to Crisis is perfect because then you can kind of focus on it in other episodes or other shows, but not too much because you know you have that one show that is dedicated to it. So I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited to see what happens with it, and we'll see where it goes. So now going into it, I'm going to go into what comics are coming out next week, which is October 16th. I'm going to be talking about what comics I will be reading too. Um, so from DC Comics, we have Aquaman number 53, Batman number 81, I'm going to be reading that. Uh, Flash Forward number 2 of 6, I'm going to definitely going to be reading that. I really like the first issue, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Justice League number 34, we have Metal Men number 1 of 12. Uh, Lucifer, number 13, Mad Magazine, number 12, number 10, my bad, uh, Nightwing, number 65, uh, Superman Smashes the Clan, number 1 of 3, Superman Year 1, number 3 of 3, I'm gonna read that issue to finish that off, uh, Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen, number 4 of 12, Teen Titans, number 35, uh, Titans Burning Range, number 3 of 7, Wonder Woman Come Back to Me, number four, six, and then Wonder Woman Giant, number one. Uh, so pretty short week this week for DC Comics. Um, honestly, my favorite thing that's coming out on that list is Flash Forward. Uh, I talked about it after the first issue came out. I love Wally West, so I'm definitely going to be reading that. Definitely very excited for that. Going down to Marvel, a little bit longer list for Marvel. So we have uh, Absolute Carnage, number four, five. We have Absolute Carnage Avengers, number one. I'm definitely going to be reading that. I'm going to read... Absolute Carnage 2. I, I talked about it earlier with Miles. Um, so I'm definitely going to be reading that. Uh, we have Absolute Carnage Scream, number three of three. We have Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool, number three of three. Uh, Arrow, number four. Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, number two. We have Captain America, number 15. Uh, Captain Marvel number 11. We have uh, Contagion number 3. I'm going to be reading that. I read the second issue, um, so I'm definitely going to be keeping up with this series, uh, this limited event. We have Crazy number 1. I'm not sure what that's about. Maybe I'll read that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy number 10. History of the Marvel Universe number 4 of 6. We have Journey to Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker Allegiance number 2. I'll be reading that. Uh, Marvel Tales Ghost Rider. I will probably read that. Um, we have Savage Sword of Conan, number 10. Spider-Man, number 2 of 5. 
uh, coming out next week. I will be reading that. That's the J.J. Uh, Abrams series. So I'm excited to see. I read the first issue. I thought it was pretty good. Um, so I'm definitely going to be read that, reading that again. We have True Believers X-Men Jubilee number one. True Believers X-Men Richter number one. I, I don't know who that character is. And then finally, we have X-Men number one coming out next week. So that is for October 16th. That is everything coming out for Marvel and DC. All right, just to close up the show, please give me a follow on Twitter at the NSN Podcast. That's at NSN Podcast. Uh, I tweet when new episodes are up. I tweet when kind of big things happen. I, I talk a lot on that. So I talk with other podcasts, other people, and talk about some comic book stuff. If you guys follow me, you want to tell me anything about the show, anything you hear about going on, please don't be afraid to message me or mention me on Twitter. I'm really, honestly, I would really like to talk to everyone. So please don't be afraid to. And if you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts or any anywhere else that you can leave a rate and review, please do. Uh, I've said it so many times now. I'm trying to grow this show. I'm trying to make it as best as much as I can be. I would really, really appreciate your feedback and support and let me know what you like and dislike about the show. But that is all for today. Keep an eye out for the next issue, number uh, number six, which will be next week, next Sunday. See you guys later.